hear these words from Luke 22. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, and gave it to his disciples, saying, take of this. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, and gave it to his disciples, saying, drink of this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is given for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink from it in remembrance of me. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? God who makes a place for us. God who invites us to come as we are. Whether we are full of your abundance or feeling empty this morning, would you come and invite us again to your table? Speak through these words, but even more so, speak through the table. Speak to us anew as we take of your bread. Invite our hearts to draw near to you, knowing that you are here, waiting for us with your love. Amen. Amen. Does anyone in here know what this is? What is it? Communion elements, yes. So if you've been around the Southeast Raleigh table, or you've been to a church before, or you've seen some of the weird things church people do, you might know that these are, as you said, communion elements. So this little piece of styrofoam on top <laughs> Also known as, is it bread though? <laughs> um, this is Christ's, Christ's body. And this grape juice, which in some traditions is wine, is Christ's blood. You church people in this room, have you ever wondered what this looks like from the outside? If you did not grow up in this tradition, um, it seems a little bit weird, right? I was listening to a podcast called, uh, I think it's called like Kind of Culty, the podcast. And when I think about communion, I think, hmm, this kind of, that fits the bill. Um, and it's actually because this is a strange ritual that the early church, there were rumors and some of the things that were said about them, it was said that they um, were cannibals because of these rumors. And we, just to be clear, we do not support that here, um, nor do we support the objectification or um, harm of any bodies in this room. But growing up in my church, communion seemed very foreign to me. We only took it, we did not take it every Sunday like we do it here at CERT. Uh, we took it once every six months, maybe. And um, six months, if you miss that church service, you might go a whole year without having communion. But as I've gone to different churches and have learned 
more what this could mean for me, it's now one of the things that I seek most in my Sunday worship. In many Protestant church traditions, um, the sermon, so the preacher and the pastor giving the word, that is seen as kind of the main event or the climax of the worship service. But in many other faith traditions, actually the sermon is just a small part that leads you to the true word, the table. Because as you take of the bread and eat of the wine, there's a word there about about God's grace to us that speaks enough on its own. Um, Some of my friends are um, actually, well, not strangely, they can all do what they want. Um, but many of my friends are actually transitioning to become Catholic um, in the divinity school. Um, and we were talking about it around a table last night about what drew them to, um, to make this declaration and change in their faith. And um, many of them will say that it's the, the Catholic tradition and belief that the Eucharist at the center actually becomes Christ's body. And this is just really, and it's actually what makes many people not uh, want to be Catholic. Um, But for them, Christ's literal, the bread becomes Christ's literal body um, when the priest hovers over. And you see here at South, at CERT, um, when Sayun or Pastor Lisa pray over the elements, uh, we believe here something spiritual happens to the bread and and grape juice. But uh, for Catholics, it literally is you taking in Jesus. And even though here at CERT, um, we don't believe that exactly, but here we believe that we're taking in still this divine grace um, from Jesus. We believe here that these elements, as we take them, we are remembering and embodying what it means for us to accept God's life and God's grace. One of the church fathers... um, Cyril of Alexandria, was writing about the bread, and I had to to read some of his work for my first year of divinity school, and he says this, the Eucharistic bread is able to give life, and here at CERT we would say life-giving life, because this bread is the body of Jesus who is life. The life that is held within Jesus is taken in through the bread and transferred to the body and soul of the person. So what we receive in communion is not just Christ's physical body for them, but the life-giving grace and saving power of God. So what we take here at is what we take here at CERT is not just a two-calorie styrofoam piece but a sign of the life-giving spirit that is given to us again and again. When we come to this table every Sunday, we are reenacting and embodying the sign of God's consistent, yet maybe unassuming work of grace that's happening in us. It's from a God whom we literally carry in us and with us as this grape juice and bread stay in our digestive system. Like that is symbolic that we take in Christ here and it changes us in our body. 
And the best part, I think, about this grace given is how we are welcome to this table. All are welcome to this table. If you come to the communion table on Sundays, and if you come to this communion table today, come to this table not because you are ready to give an offering, not because you have been good or holy or you read your Bible three times this week, but because when you have nothing else to give, God has grace to give. If you come to this table today, come not because you love God, but because God delights in you. When you come to this table, come not because you are spiritual, but because you have need. Because you need God to sustain you. Come not because you have to, or because you should, or because you must, but because you may. Come for the bread. In faith and trusting that it may be, mysteriously, it might be something more than what it seems like. Come because it actually might be more than bland ritual. Come because this taking of the bread and wine might be a visible symbol of an invisible grace. Come because it just might be an outward sign of Christ continuing to make God's home in you, though you might barely taste it. Come to this table because God offers God's self to you. Come to this table because God prepares a place for you. And as Crystal said this morning, at God's table there is room to take up space. There is room for you, Asian American women, wondering how much space you can take up. At God's table there's room for you, AAPI men, wondering who you can really trust and when you will be enough. At God's table there's room for you, whom this May Mental Health Awareness Month is not just 30 days, but your, journey, your daily journey toward hope and peace. There is room for you today who mourn Jordan Neely as your brother. Come because there's room for men with undiagnosed depression, for women who've been labeled too busy, too bossy, too independent, too strong, too sensitive, or too much or not enough to be loved. There's room for you who sit here and don't feel at home in your body. There's room for you who have children whom the world calls different. There's room for you if you wonder if you will be taken care of. There's room for you if you have it all. If dancing and rejoicing and singing hallelujah was easy for you or if it was really hard. I come to this table and to communion not because I'm a pastor and not because I want to be a person in spiritual authority. I'm, I don't come to this table um, 
because I'm already full. I come because I want and I need divine grace. Are there places in your life that you need divine grace? So if you come this morning to the table, the invitation is to trust and believe that you are taking in life and God's grace itself. Because the center of our faith is not about us providing food for God, but God reminding us time and time again that when you're running on empty, when you have more grief, more fear, and more numbness than grace, that there is presence, there is room, that there is enough for you at this table. So would you pray with me? God, you invite us. Whether we have lived this week in the abundance of your life and joy, or whether we come feeling we have nothing to give. God, as we take of your bread and body, as we take of the grape juice, the wine, and your blood, might it be you sustaining us. God, whatever it is from from you that we need, whether it is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, or self-control, whatever it is that we need as we lift our hands to you at this table, would you give us what we need? And for every place in our life that needs your provision and your sustenance, would you meet us there? Wherever it is, in our hearts where we might need a little bit more strength a little bit more hope a little bit more joy would you meet us in the requests that have been spoken and unspoken When we come to you with our hands open at this table, would you give to each of us the blessing that we need? Meet us in our need, O Lord. And we ask this in the name of the one who creates, redeems, and sustains. Amen. Amen.